Welcome, Blood Brothers and Sanguine Sisters, to Deeply Discussing Dexter. I'm your host, Dale Maxfield. I'm joined by Aaron Caldwell. Hello. Brooke Merritt. Hello. And Zach Rowland. Hey! And today we're discussing Season 5, Episode 11, Hop a Freighter. On this episode, Dexter Man hates Liddy Man. They have a fight. Dexter wins. Dexter Man. Chase gives Emily Birch a poker face, and Lumen's knife, pocket knife unfolds. Uh, what did you guys think of this episode overall? That was a pretty good episode. Um, yeah, it was like uh, not necessarily anything cr- too crazy happening. Like it's all leading up to like the big moments and stuff. But um, yeah, I thought there was some nice tension-filled moments, and all in all, good episode. I didn't like this one. I thought it was really, really. <laughs> boring i didn't feel like a lot was going on and for some reason the performances in this episode seemed really bad when i first watched this episode um you know i actually watched it twice i thought okay maybe i just wasn't in the right mood so i watched it again a few days later gave it another shot nope still did not like it i could not find much i liked about this one this episode was all right um it it made me wish that the main villain of this season had been a different character, but it it served its purpose to get us uh, on the edge for the finale. Yeah. I mean, I, I think by this point in season five, it's things are happening, so I'm not I'm, I'm not bothered by it. Um, I dislike the early parts of it where they're basically rebooting the show. But once they kind of get the the idea of the season up and running, it's fine. Um, and these being the last two episodes now that we're getting into, it's showing how the whole thing pays off. And it's nothing special, but it, it works fine for what it is. Um, it begins with Deb and Quinn going to grill Jordan Chase about Alex Tilden's appear- disappearance. Deb tells Chase that she thinks the barrel girl got away and is now hunting them all down. He tells Deb that she's obsessed with him. Dexter and Lumen are planning how to get Jordan Chase. They're snuggling a bit as they talk. Suddenly the baby monitor turns on and shows Dexter and Lumen hugging each other. Dexter quietly warns Lumen and then goes looking for the other end of the feed. There's too many possibilities. That was pretty good quality video coming through that baby monitor as yeah. well. Yeah. Also, is that I'm just trying to figure out how that would happen, right? Like, if if Liddy has this surveillance equipment in there, is that like a oopsie? Like he like has the the channels crossed or something? So, like, does anybody know? Yeah, that is possible. That happens. Um, it's much more likely that an audio signal would do that than a video signal. But because he's broadcasting it over the air instead of through a wire, then the potential for that that band that you're allowed to broadcast on is the same band that things like baby monitors and other household, like a walkie-talkie mm. or something like that, might pick it up. So okay. there are cases where um, baby monitors, and again... It does happen with video occasionally, but it's mostly audio baby monitors will suddenly pick up, like, the the taxi cab place down the street's dispatch will suddenly come through a baby monitor or something like that. 
that quality and the, <laughs> and the the zero lag. That was the most impressive part. There was like no lag between his movements and the video. Well, they got a 4K UHD baby monitor, so that helped a lot. Yeah, this show was beh- ahead of its time. Yeah, I would say that's probably the best way to make a sex tape. <laughs> well, there's people that do that too. Uh, <laughs> right. So yeah, um, with and without other people knowing about it. So uh, Lydia tells Quinn that he's officially been fired. Lydia says he needs Quinn to bust Dexter so Lydia can get his job back. Dexter finds the bug. It has a Miami Metro sticker on it. Dexter says he can figure out who checked out the bug from the serial number. Dexter says that the only reason they haven't been arrested is that no one has watched the recordings of them planning to kill Chase. Sonia calls from her trip with Harrison to Orlando. She reminds him that Harrison's birthday party is on Sunday. Dexter realizes they can't come to the bug department and tells Sonia that they'll have to do the party in Orlando instead, and he hangs up. So, I don't know how many days Sonia has been in Orlando being a babysitter, but this is awesome. I hope he's paying her for all this travel and her living expenses to be in other areas that are hours away. I mean, if so, this is a sweet gig. Yeah, on his massive public servant salary. Yeah, he, he must have gotten... Maybe Rita had a lot of life insurance. I'm sure that's what it was. <laughs> well, yeah, because she also had Paul's life insurance, right? Yeah, that's true. Oh, that's true. But they bought that big Double. house. Did he have a lot? Did he have a lot, though? I think Paul had like 100000 I think they had that conversation at some point, but yeah. I'm going to throw my hat in for dad of the year, uh, Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> like... He has all three of his kids in another another part of the state, and he got rid of the nosy babysitter, and it's just, it's just great. I feel like it's not even Dexter the character anymore. It's like the writers are sitting down, and they're like, so we got Maria Doyle Kennedy for this episode. Yeah, we're going to use her for 30 seconds for a phone call um, while she's watching the baby out of town. Okay, great. Just wasn't in the budget, man. That's 15 grand. Well spent. <laughs> um, Dexter gets to Miami Metro Deb says they're all waiting on him but all it is is Deb telling everyone her theory about how the rape club is a thing and the escaped girl turned vigilante Masuka found another of Lumen's footprints near the house for sale I think this is actually a Dexter footprint I figured out later um, but he realized that the kitchen was recently deep cleaned so Alex was likely killed there Deb talks more about the vigilante theory and says she might have a male accomplice to deal with heavy dead bodies. The system shows the cameras were checked out by Quinn for a case when Quinn was in school and that there are no quarters for his address. He believes Quinn was surveilling him off the books. Lewin and Dexter break into Quinn's apartment to try and find videos of them. Dexter finds a folder with the photos of them dumping coal, a.k.a. suit man. Uh, Deb and Quinn go to Dan the dentist's office to question his widow. She claims that her husband was using the fishing trips as cover for his, quote, gay life. Quinn and Deb tell the widow they don't think her husband was gay, that the crime scene was altered to make it look that way. Instead, he was just linked to a series of rapes and murders. They run the names by her, and she only knows Jordan Chase, but she knows his real name, Eugene Greer. I think her... 
her lack of disgust at the idea that her husband committed these rapes bothered me a bit. <laughs> there, there was actually like yeah. a hint of she, a hint of like really? oh thank God <laughs> yeah oh he wasn't gay. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, I agree. Like you really would expect a much more dramatic reaction to. Well, he he wasn't gay. He just was brutally he raping was, people. Oh, okay. Well, he that's was okay. so not gay. He was <laughs> so totally not gay in the most violent way possible. Yeah. All right, I, then I feel better. Yeah. Well, at least there's I, that. I also want to point out that this actress tends to get roles. Uh, that are all, always counterpart to someone who's likely gay. Like she's on American Horror Story. American Horror Story, yeah. And her what, partners are always turned out to be gay. Or uh, she was on. Um, Been on two. Yeah, um, cult Apoc- apocalypse and apocalypse. Okay. Yeah. Usually opposite of Billy Eichner, who is gay, but that's like always who her husband is or whatever. She's just so, like she's such she's she's a, a typecast. Clearly, <laughs> she turns them gay or into <laughs> raving murderers. Yeah. One of the two. Yeah, one's clearly better. There's, than the other. Yeah, she she she's she's got guys like very much uh, very frustrated sexually. They have to go outside <laughs> the marriage for what they want. Um, Angel has found links between Alex Tilden and Jordan Chase. Devin Quinn tell him what they found about Dan the Dentist. They're going to put more pressure on Jordan Chase. This worries Dexter. He invites Quinn to go to Orlando for the party. She declines. She tells him that Quinn lied to her. He thought Dexter had something to do with Rita's death. Deb is conflicted about it because she still cares about Quinn. Deb thinks that the vigilante's helper must be in love with her. They have serious shit. They do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like. I really genuinely like these moments between Deb and Dexter. You know, especially when it's honest. Like, because Dexter can't be honest with her, but she's always really, truly, pretty honest with him. And she's going through so much, but he's also going through a lot. But they just have those real, like, nice brother and sister moments. Uh, and I thought this was like a, one of those those times. And I was like, oh, you know, good that there's still some sense of connection there after all these years and seasons. Yes, uh, and we're setting up the Deb is sympathetic to the killer some more, mm-hmm. uh, at least to the escaped number 13, which right. uh, I understand, and it makes sense. Um, later, it stops making sense, but we'll get there. <laughs> um Dexter buys Lumen a pocket knife. He wants Lumen to hide while he deals with Quinn. That still doesn't work. Lumen muses that they should both take off, take a cruise ship, hop a freighter, title, and Dexter says, steal a tugboat. <laughs> um, which sounds like a Norm MacDonald, like Norm MacDonald came in and wrote that line for them. You could steal a tugboat. I feel like those are all, um, those could be like uh, wrestlers. <laughs> Uh, Deb has proof that Eugene Greer is Jordan Chase. They have records that show the men going out and raping women. Quinn says that he loves Deb and is very sorry. He likes how direct she is, like a guy. Angel interrupts. Jordan Chase is going on a speaking tour of Europe. Deb decides to get a court order to hold Chase as a material witness. Dexter has narrowed down the van during the recording. He sees Liddy, who he mistakes for Quinn, enter. Liddy tases him out and drives off with Dexter in the van. You know, I watched this episode like 
four times, and I I continuously miss this scene. Like, every single time I'd, I'd look away and I'd come back and he'd be waking up in the van, and I'm just like, oh, sh-. So, I don't know if it's out of Netflix or, or what. It's a very but, brief scene. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it just, boom, and he's in a van. I don't know how he got there. I saw it. I don't know what was going on, but I just kept missing it. I thought it was actually a really jarring moment because you don't usually see Dexter in those positions. Like the time that he got put in the trunk by Basuka, that didn't make any sense at all. But like <laughs> Liddy tasing him was like, you're like, oh crap, you might get some comeuppance, you know? So. Just pay attention. Quit looking at your Jeez. phone, dude. <laughs> Clearly. If, if I remember it. Yeah, and Brooke watched it twice. <laughs> yeah. She has kids. I mean, it took twice for me to remember. I but. watched it more times than that, and I missed it every single time. <laughs> I can understand I in this episode how that would happen, because it was not a very engaging episode. So uh, Emily calls Lumen and tells her that Jordan knows that they've talked. Emily threatens to go to the police for protection. Lumen says that she and Dex- Dexter will come protect her. The camera reveals that Chase has been in the room the entire time. Dexter wakes up. He's bound with zip ties. He asks Liddy what he's doing. Liddy says Quinn hired him. Liddy calls Quinn and tells him to meet up now and make the bust. Liddy threatens to call another cop if Quinn isn't there fast. Quinn relents and heads down. Liddy answers a text from Sonia. He tells her that Dexter does want the magician at Dexter's party. <laughs> at Dexter's party? Yeah, for Harrison. Which I thought was pretty great. Yeah, they're planning a separate party for Dexter, uh, where he wants a magician, and... uh... (laughs) So, Liddy shows Dexter the footage of Lumen practicing stabbing. Lumen arrives at Emily Birch's house without Dexter. Birch says she needs them both to protect her. Lumen gets a weird vibe and offers to go get Dexter, and then Chase reveals that he's in the house and tells Lumen to stay inside. Dun, dun, dun! Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like, I almost wish they hadn't shown us him in there earlier uh, to make us feel a little like um, like she, the, the woman had changed her mind, but like, wasn't. we all know she's being forced by Chase anyway. But then it's like, if we, we as the audience don't see him there in the, in the previous shot, then, then they show him, then you're like, fuck, I knew it! Yeah, really they gave that away anyway. earlier. When yeah, right. He was he was watching her make a phone call before. Yeah. So savor savor those moments because apparently they're not going to last. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> Liddy offers Dexter a deal. Dexter confesses and Lumen goes free. Liddy just wants his job back. Dexter kicks Liddy in the head and gets into a struggle over a knife. Dexter slowly overpowers him and the knife sinks into Liddy's heart. This was so anticlimactic. It really was. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, Robocop versus Dexter, and he's dead. The whole episode was anticlimactic. <laughs> yeah, Peter Weller is more like the crypt keeper on this show than, uh, yeah. than Robocop. Like, okay, he snuck up on Dexter and tased him, but hand-to-hand, they're not. This is not going to be a good thing. 
at all. Just, and I had really high hopes for Peter Weller on this because he was—he's so creepy and skeezy, and they could have done so much more interesting things with this character. Yeah, but Maria Duel Kennedy says, "Cry your eyes out." All he wanted was his job at the police station. <laughs> My job at the police back. You dang tootin' at him, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> He's like some kind of weird-ass Yosemite Sam. If he had done like finger guns, just... Kew, 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 that been he did do the sad. finger guns. Oh, yeah, he did that the kid. kid. Yeah. <laughs> just randomly. He just randomly <laughs> shot a kid with his finger. Uh, Quinn arrives and finds the van locked and no answer. Dexter manages to snag Liddy's phone and make it go to voicemail when Quinn calls. Liddy's blood drops down the back of the van and a droplet hits Quinn's shoes. Quinn leaves. Is that much blood gonna <laughs> come out from a stab wound that's on top, not the bottom? So it's presuming that, like. The blood doesn't pool through the body when it dies. I mean, it was almost like, you know, I get where, what they're doing with it, but oh, too much. They put a it lot. They did it and just rolled him over and pushed him against the door, and yeah. Yeah. There was a bunch of Rain-X on the, on the surface of the van, and so the blood just wouldn't pool at all. It just all ran as fast as it could out Ooh. the back. Yeah. Like, there was only one drop of blood that hit the van, and it just, psh, right out on the Quinn shoe. <laughs> Because um, you know who would know what blood would do? Um, Dexter, mm. <laughs> yeah, the other guy in the van. He 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 would know that. Yeah, also, the blood guy. Also, he doesn't get like any blood on himself. Yeah, no, because he's got shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody got I time mean, for that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's clearly one of his cleanest yet messiest kills he's ever had. Well, he just like slowly leans into the guy, into the guy's heart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dexter gets his phone and hears the message from Lumen about Emily Birch wanting their protection. He grabs Liddy's laptop with the incriminating video and throws it into the water. Like two feet. One of the dumbest things I've ever seen. <laughs> um, he rushes to catch up to Lumen. LaGuerta tells Deb that her court order request was denied. Um, I'll go back to the stupid laptop thing. Um, <laughs> take it out to sea on the boat and throw it into the middle of nowhere. Don't throw it like four feet into the water <laughs> and expect it's to... likely. Yeah, it's likely to wash up on shore, right? Yes. And the data is <laughs> likely to be recoverable. So. Yeah. Uh, um. Even if it's just a folder that's titled um, Dexter planning a murder. Like, that's <laughs> all it would take. Um, okay, so LaGuardia tells Deb that her corridor request was denied. She asks why Deb didn't come to her. LaGuardia says that she's always trusted Deb's instincts. Or I don't know where the fuck that came from, but LaGuardia gives Deb a second court order. She called in a favor and hooked Deb up. She is... For... Five seasons, she has done the exact opposite of what she said in this scene. Well, whenever, even when she's nice, she has to be an asshole about it. <sighs> Chase is questioning Lumen, asking what was so important that Dexter wasn't with her. Chase gets into a shouting match with Birch, and Lumen tries to escape. Chase roughly brings her back. 
He picks up a fireplace poker, threatening to kill Lumen himself. Birch says Chase promised he wouldn't kill Lumen. Chase turns and beats Birch to death with the poker. Um, or at least that's uh, what we were led to, led to believe because we never see that character again. It's sad when friendships have to come to blows, you know? My, my, my poker face. My, my poker face. <laughs> Guns. <laughs> I mean, oh, she beat me to it. See, <laughs> see. That's possibly the greatest one ever. No, I lost. Okay, all right. Um. Dexter arrives at Birch's house and finds a large pool of blood with drag marks down the hall. He finds Birch's body. Lumen and Chase are gone. Deb goes to Chase's private plane to arrest him, but Chase never showed up. Dexter finds signs that Chase and Lumen fought and ran off. He finds Lumen's new pocket knife with blood on it. End of episode amazing. Yay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little cliffhanger action with I mean, not necessarily like we won't know what's gonna happen next, but uh, yeah, it was it wasn't necessarily the the strongest ending for the episode. <laughs> Jordan Chase will die with a whimper. That's what happens next. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's kind of the way the show rolls. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the thing about this one. It's the you know first to last, and usually you know that's when they shoot everything right out, and then we have the last episode to just kind of go okay. Um, but uh, it's just boring. Usually the true villain bites it in this episode. And we're yeah. left with the other. Figuring <laughs> out all the relationships and everything. Yeah. Like, who's who's going to stay together? Who's going to break up? Mm-hmm. Didn't they, they broke that pattern with uh, Trinity. Because he dies in the final episode, right? Yeah. Yeah, they did. That was a good season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not to this be is an okay season, but it's others. just this is a good season that I or an okay season that I feel like just fizzles out as we get to the end. This is the season that lets you down slowly before it lets you down real hard. <laughs> Pretty much, it, it starts with it starts with some promise, and then it just lets you down, and then Do what you, you have left is six, seven, and eight. Like the first three episodes of the season are god awful. It's it, it's a complete like it, it starts off so terrible because it, it's just all these characters you know are completely playing different characters with the same name. Yeah, they rebooted the series and, <laughs> and just kept the name Dexter. Yeah, the the start of the season was really bad, and then the middle part was all right, and you think, oh, finally it's building to something, and then. It doesn't. I mean, I'm not saying that, like, all 18 people should have slept in Dexter's apartment through the entire season, but (laughs) it's still kind of ridiculous. It's really scattered everywhere. Yeah, it is. Um, And that's why this show writer, who came on new to this season, doesn't last after this season. So, Uh, The director of this episode was John Dahl, a very prolific Dexter director between seasons three and eight. The writer was a uh, story by Karen, Chap- uh, Karen Campbell and teleplay by Scott Buck and Tim Schlattman. Karen Campbell 
went on to write three episodes of Dexter on her own, one of one each in season six, season seven, and season eight. Tim Schlattman's been a longtime writer. He wrote 15 episodes, two per season, apart from this lone entry in number five. And Scott Buck wrote 18 episodes, three per season, until taking over a showrunner in season six and writing two episodes per season thereafter. What is the best line of the episode? I don't think I had a best line. <laughs> yeah, I didn't actually have a best line. <laughs> go, I didn't either. There was nothing. I'll go with the, uh, of course you want a magician line. I thought that was a good for a chuckle. <laughs> like Liddy's <Yeah>. last hurrah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the thing that's going to come back to bite Dexter. It's like, uh, I forgot Liddy got a fucking magician. I'm going to have to kill him too. <laughs> Worst line of the episode, I guess. But there were a lot. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, Quinn's whole speech to Deb about being in love with her, that whole thing was terrible. Uh, we have serious shit from Dexter. And just an uh, <laughs> honorable mention to Lumen, her response um, when he said, you know, you have we have serious shit, that's what Deb says. Her performance when she delivers the line, you told her uh, about us. <laughs> I mean, she's really, Julia Stiles has been really good. This episode, the performances I thought were terrible. Yeah. I I had the serious shit line. That was that was pretty bad. Yeah. Same. We have serious shit. Uh, well, speaking of serious shit, what is the Chicky Hines memorial performance of the episode? Lee Miller for sucking the least. <laughs> <laughs> I also had Johnny Lee Miller. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Johnny Lee Miller's got to get it in there somewhere, so, you know, take it. <laughs> and he took it. And that is it. <laughs> Thanks, you guys, for helping. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the podcast. This has been Deeply Disgusting Dexter. We'll see you next time.